1: is our Cleveland Sports Beat reporter here at 92.3 The Fan, and he's brought to you by Shiba Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. D, every time we play this, all that runs through my head is the end of Kingpin, where Blues Traveler is playing and all of the Amish people are dancing. And it's just perfect.
3: It, I am not Amish but um I anticipate that uh every time I come on the
1: Amish do dance yes Yes it's a, it's a good <laughs> way to live life my friend it,
3: Every time every time I
1: like sit there Wait, and play do it they in my head They have radios huh? I don't think they have radios never mind <laughs> <laughs> Well no so I don't some know if of they're them loud. So so some of them are notorious for it because while they won't drive they will have somebody drive them and have the radio on which is legal Oh okay according I was to the, say, yeah
3: they they're they build fantastic barns,
1: garages, and furniture. Absolutely, they do. They they definitely do. And all sorts of stuff that you could get down in Amish country as well, including some of the best wooden spoons that don't break. But anyway, <laughs> that'll be a part of our podcast, Where to Buy Your Spoons and How. So, Daryl, Amari Cooper shows up on in the injury report with a heel injury listed as questionable. How concerned should Browns fans be? He's playing. I'd be shocked if he doesn't play tonight. I kind of thought the same thing. Like, it kind of seemed like one of those that crept up during the week that he was dealing with a heel issue. And the entire week, he's been, you know, he's been out there. He's been practicing. They had him in the video dumping the slime on top of Joe Flacco, which was every last kind of wonderful. But he was a part of all these different things. I can't see him sit in this game out, Daryl. I don't think he will. All right. So where are we with Corey Bohorquez? He's listed as doubtful. Is that just basically a polite way of saying, yeah, he's out? Yeah,
3: I think it is. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have to they have until four o'clock this afternoon to announce their uh, official elevations for tonight's game. And I anticipate both of those practice squad elevations are going to be specialists. Um, you know, no Dustin Hopkins. He was already ruled out. But Jorquez, uh, as you mentioned, is doubtful. Uh, Riley Patterson will be the kicker tonight and Matt Hawk will be the uh, will be the punter. So um, Patterson's got some experience. There's some good news there. He's 58 to 66 in his career on field goals, 87 to 90 kicking PATs. Um, he played 13 games this year with the Lions. He was 15 to 17 on field goal tries. Uh, Hawk, he's got some experience with Bubba Ventrone, kicked for him last year in Indianapolis. He's got a 44 and a half yards per punt average. And. Um, 160 of his 400-plus punts have been downed inside the 20. So um, the the kicking game should be okay today. I don't I don't know if you can expect 55-yard field goals tonight, but they should be able to operate proficiently tonight.
1: At, hopefully that is the case, Daryl, because I think that was everyone's big concern was when they, especially the Dustin Hopkins side of it, because boy, that guy has just become a weapon for this team. Like you just know, you get to the 35 and you're in good hands, and we haven't had that in a long period of time, and so now removing that, especially with Riley Patterson, do we have any indication, because he was down there kicking, what, what was that, the 26th, I think they had him down at the stadium kicking? Tuesday. Tuesday. So do we have any indication how that looked? Was he able to handle it? Was he able to handle the wins?
3: I uh, have have no idea. <laughs> okay. No, no, no I... They are keeping that uh, top secret as far as how that went, but... They did send them down there uh, this week so they could uh, get accustomed to kicking in the stadium a little bit. Um, and I'm sure Hopkins has uh, pointed a few things that he has learned out to them uh, through the course of him kicking this year. But you're right. I mean, look, uh, when they get to the 35-yard line, you're like, okay, they at least got three points in the bag here, assuming that they don't turn the football over. Um, and, and again, I, I don't know necessarily that uh, you can feel that way tonight, but... Unlike Sunday in uh, Houston, where they were unable to kick a 32- and a 36-yard field goal, they should be able to do that tonight, as well as 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 well as PATs. They should be able to do that tonight. So uh, this is not a situation where uh, they're going to have to go for two and go for it on fourth down all the time because they
1: can't place kick. It made me laugh watching them do that against the Houston Texans, Daryl, because it almost felt like Kevin Stefanski was like, you know, It oh, turned, no, that, it that turned into not, no ideas and a brainstorm, you know?
3: No, that was not the punchline. The punchline was Jason Lockenfora not watching the game and wanting to know if the Browns were trying to rub it in Houston's face when they weren't <laughs> kicking extra points because he didn't realize that Dustin Hopkins was hurt. That was the coup de grace Sunday. Locken- I, I, I love Jason. He's a dear friend, but that, that might have been one of the funniest things that happened. That was the ultimate tell me you are not watching this game Without telling me you're not watching this game. Yeah, it
1: was it was pretty good. Was it Lock and four or was it Florida? I couldn't remember which no, one.
3: No, it was Lock and four. Okay, it, it was yeah. But yeah, it's
1: oh that was that was so good. He got good. he got
3: ratioed pretty good. And if oh. there's anyone who knows what a ratio on X looks like, it would be me. So there you <laughs> go.
1: And of course, you could get to Daryl on. On Twitter at any point at Right or Wrong Fan as well with the, spelling it as his last name. If if you are listening to this and haven't yet, I don't know what to tell you. So Daryl, the other part of this too is being that the Browns have had a really hard time manufacturing any kind of a run game. At least since Joe Flacco has been here, and definitely after the Dewan Jones injury, and that's where the weakness is for the Jets. Do you think that Kevin Stefanski has something up his sleeve to help jumpstart this run game?
3: Has it mattered? Can, can, can we talk about that for a minute? Has it mattered that they can't run the football? <laughs> no. I the answer it, you're
1: looking for is no. But the it problem hasn't. Is I think it will, man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is said I'm. I'm not trying to be negative. How can you be negative with where this team is right now? But like, it's like the one thing I keep coming back to. No, but like, it hasn't mattered. <laughs> like you, you can't think,
3: you, you. You think it would, but it hasn't. That I mean, that's the reality of the situation. They haven't been able to run the ball, so what? <laughs> they're still winning games. They're 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 three and one with Joe Flacco as the starter. So, um, but yeah, and that is unusual, right? Uh, because um, you know the the run game has been uh, an integral part of what Kevin Stefanski has tried to mix in uh, with this offense. Jerome Ford did have a rushing touchdown last week. Uh, Kareem Hunt continues to lead the team in uh, touchdown runs uh, as well. So they, they, it's like they're not running the ball effectively between the 20s, but they are when they're close to the goal line because they're punching it in close to the goal line. So um, I, I guess my counter argument to that is as far as not getting all bent out of shape that uh, they're you know running it for 30 yards a game these days. Is that um, those 30 yards are basically coming inside the 20, and uh, they're they're putting points on the scoreboard. So, um, but yeah, I mean the the Jets don't come in as a, an especially strong, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, team, uh, you know, uh, stopping the run. Although they, you know, because they're giving up uh, close to 130 a game on the ground. Meanwhile, the Browns are giving up uh, close to uh, uh, 100 uh, on the ground. But um, I don't think that that's the centerpiece of the offense anymore. I don't think Kevin Stefanski coming into this game saying, "Yeah, we're just um, we're just gonna pound the ball at him all night." That that's not gonna happen. Joe Flacco is going to throw
2: it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: And especially down there, I mean, weather for tonight, too, is it's actually clearer than everybody thought. Initially, I was talking rain and wind and all that kind of stuff. It's actually supposed to be okay down at the stadium tonight as well. I mean, for the well. end
3: of December, it's going to be a be- beautiful night. Sure. Uh, you know, comparatively, right? It, it's not going to be freezing cold. Uh, no precipitation, which is great. Uh, although, I don't know, you're by the lake, and uh, as Kevin Stefanski likes to say, it has its own climate. <laughs> um, it's not wrong. has its own black cloud hovering over it, but... Um, yeah, um, you know, considering we are here on uh, December 28th, the, the the forecast is fantastic for football tonight.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, man. Daryl Ryder joining us. Of course, he is uh, brought to you by Schaefer Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. The other big one that always stands out to me with this is, especially the middle of that defense. Anthony Walker has been such an important part of what this team has done, and it seems like there's definitely a step back with Taki Taki. I know you're going up against the Jets. I know it's a broken offense with Trevor Simeon there. But is there anything on the defensive side that scares you whatsoever in this game? Or do you think it's just going to be two defenses going at each other, seeing who blinks first?
3: Oh, I I, I think the Browns definitely have the advantage here uh, tonight. It's it's just, um, you know, Joe Flacco has to take care of the football. Uh, you know, the differentials for both of these teams, turnover d- differential, I should say, is you know pretty similar. The Jets are minus eight, Browns are minus seven. So both of these teams uh, like to give the ball away. Uh, both defenses uh, take it away. The Browns have 25 takeaways this season. The Jets have uh, 22. Um, and uh, the Jets have 40 sacks. The Browns have 44. These are, here's the thing these are very similar teams. Uh, the difference is one called Joe Flacco, the other one didn't bother to pick up the phone. That's the difference between these two football teams, in my view. Um, and uh, one of these teams is going to make the playoffs, and, well,. Uh, the other one is, uh, you know, gonna enjoy their draft pick.
1: Joe Flacco said all of the right things when he, you know, talked to you guys on the 26th, uh, that Tuesday. He said all the right things when he came to this game and all that stuff. You think there's a little fire burning on him that he wants to drop three touchdowns on these guys? Is basically a why didn't you pick up the phone? Probably four or okay. five touchdowns.
3: I could get behind three. that. Uh, and hopefully, like three of those go to Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore would love to catch a few touchdowns tonight
1: <laughs> against <a> the Jets. <laughs> real, that's a real good point, too. And there's a connection. I mean, there both for of sure. these
3: guys said the right things, right? But it, I actually posted a video on uh, X uh, earlier this week of uh, 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 Joe and Elijah talking about the whole, you know, being former Jet thing and trying to clinch the playoffs. Uh, Joe Stone Cold no facial expression, nothing, just said all the right things. But if you look like Elijah Moore, he's like, yeah, nah, no hard feelings. And you can see in the back of his head, I want to light these guys up like you
1: can't believe.
3: <laughs> like You could just see it on his face that he wants to do it. So uh, maybe this will be a big Elijah Moore game tonight.
1: Think hopefully it is. I mean, Kevin Stefanski typically plays into those kind of things. You know, he's – he has in the past sent the guys out as captains to go do the coin toss for that have been there before. Oh, he, I, yeah. He I, likes I, playing that game a little more than he lets on in the press conferences. Yeah,
3: maybe he'll maybe he'll legally allow Elijah Moore to crash the the, the coin toss.
1: <laughs> Daryl, I don't. Looking remember. at you, Green Bay. I know. Oh, oh, I know. Jair Alexander is, has always been a bit of an interesting player to begin with. He's a fantastic By the way, that safety, two minutes but... in front of his locker was beyond fantastic. Stupid. But fantastic. Is it is it sad that the first thing that popped into my head when I saw that was, you know, I'm really happy that the Macho Man Randy Savage sunglasses are coming back?
3: <laughs> I have to say, a lot of dumb stuff has happened over the years concerning the Cleveland Browns. That is one thing that did not. <laughs> we did not... Have to watch the Browns suspend a player for crashing the coin toss and nearly screwing up said
1: coin toss. That is that is very tremendous. That's that's a very <laughs> good point. But we have
3: had a quarterback caught under the American flag. <laughs> Congratulations, the, Brandon Whedon. That book is going to be. You will forever right. be remembered for that moment
1: great. when you write this, that
3: in the backwards flip interception against the Detroit Lions. Two great
1: moments in Brandon Whedon's Browns career. I was going to say, who's the? Was it Josh McCown who went helicopter? Was that McCown on yeah, the sideline? Yeah, and, and, just... and,
3: and guess who that was against. The Jets. Oh. Browns and Jets have played. Look, I, I I think the Browns win tonight. I think it's going to be a great night for Browns fans. They're going to clinch the playoffs. But I'm telling you, expect the unexpected tonight. Because Browns, Jets, they always play weird games going all the way back to that first Monday night football game. Uh, going back to Josh McCown helicoptering a, a, a against them. Uh, you got the comeback last year of Baker Mayfield ending the winless streak, relieving Tyrod Taylor on a Thursday night. Uh, and everyone got to finally open the victory beers and the victory fridges and stuff like that. That's so right, the rally possum. It, Browns, Jets, just weird stuff happens between these two teams when they play here in Cleveland. So I got the Browns winning tonight. I got fans celebrating the playoff clinch. But um, have the paper bags and uh, whatever antacid you would uh, prefer standing by because some weird stuff probably will happen in the course of this game tonight. All
1: right, Daryl, so Scott on Twitter wanted to let us know that he is currently driving some Amish people around right now, and they are listening. <laughs> and they are listening to us, baby. Yes, We're a hit with the Amish. Good luck with the barn raising today, fellas. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Daryl, you're the man. Take care. We'll talk soon, and hopefully we're talking after our Browns win. Enjoy the game tonight, guys. That I will. that is Daryl Ryder, our Cleveland sports beat reporter. Of course, he's brought to you by Shibin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. And you can hear him right after the game with Andy Baskin on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland and on our fake podcast, which will never come to the Odyssey Sports Network, Spoons and You. Click, click, click. Coming up next. Two keys in a lock. Look, we're day before a game. We got a couple of things we gotta do, even if Andy Baskin is there or is not there. We will have quick predicts later on in the show. Our buddy Spencer Davies will talk a little calves with us at one o'clock. And two keys in a lock. Coming next, right here. Danegan in for Baskin and Phelps, 923 the Fan.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?